From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. And today we're talking with our very own investment advisor representative, Adam Morse, and the infinitely intelligent and one of the most kind-hearted people on planet Earth, our very own investment advisor representative, Janet Griffith. As many people approach retirement age, they often wonder what to do with their company 401k. Should you leave it there and forget about it? Is it worth the hassle of moving it somewhere else? Well, today we're talking about the how and why of rolling over your company 401k into, for example, an IRA or Roth. And importantly, what potential gains are you foregoing by leaving your money collecting dust in that old company 401k? If retirement isn't too far off in the distant future and you ever had any questions about what to do with your 401k, this is a great place to start. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Keep It Simple, each and every week. If you have any questions or episode suggestions, feel free to email us. It's at podcast at assetbuilder.com. We'd love to hear from you guys and we really appreciate it. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show. Janet, how do you do? Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Your vacation was awesome, right? It was, overall. (laughs) And where did you go? We went to Santa Fe, and then from there we went to Colorado, Durango, Uray, Telluride, and then over to Moab, Utah, and back. But I understand you had a you had a toddler on this trip. Oh my goodness! Yes, you did. This was my three-year-old grandson. And how was that? Most of the time, it was great. That's um, awesome. The difficult part of it is that he's very much like his father and mother in that <laughs> he knows as much or more than everyone else. Of course, it's so. like a lot of toddlers. You know, <laughs> so he's always trying to run the show. And, yeah, and uh, it didn't always end well for him. But. Sure, that's awesome. Though sounds like it was a blast. <laughs> Saw a lot of pictures. Looked amazing. Yeah. Off-roading, um, fun for the drivers, not so fun for the passengers. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. true. Does that get tiring after a while? Oh, yeah. Like just a lot of, because that's a lot of on-road time. Yeah. Well, um, for me, it did, especially when it's rough and all you're doing is bouncing. Right, right, right. Uh, through, but, uh, but the drivers, my husband and my son-in-law, they loved every second of it. So that oh, part of it makes it worth it, yeah, right? For they sure. Can suffer a little bit so that they can, can have their fun. And, I love it. Uh, so, yeah. Was that Liam's first trip? Oh, no. He's been on a few trips uh, with us before, but, uh, mm. and he loves the outdoors. So that makes it. That made Absolutely. it easier. You know, he's he's in his element there. So anyway, That's, camping, not my first <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, but it's good quality time. You know, you get rid of all the distractions and, you know, he'll yeah. remember that trip forever, I'm sure. Yeah, as you, and guys you see will. things that you don't normally see when you go on vacation if you're actually camping and, right. and off-roading. But, uh, right. but yeah, not my first choice, but I'll do it for, for the sake of the, the other people on the trip that love it so much. So. Sure. Well, we're glad to have you back. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. So Miss Janet has been at Asset Builder for four years. She just informed me. Can you believe that? I thought it was two. I know. (laughs) She's been here four years. I know. It goes fast. I think that, like I told you earlier, that COVID has just really changed our aspect of time. 
Yeah. Honestly. How so? Because it does seem like I haven't been here very long, mm-hmm. but because we had that year and a half True. or so of being separated really from each other. Yeah, I actually that, agree with you. You're about to hit that time where I feel like once I hit around five years, I just stopped counting. Like I just, in my right. own head, it, I just, it's like five years of thereabouts, even though it's been quite a right. bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you actually, because we didn't get that, like, even though you're still working, you don't get that daily feel of like working with other people right. and being here. So yeah. right. that's true. Yeah. Just flew by. It's like we lost a year. Yep. Well, we're back now. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to do these in person. Yeah. I think they're, they're better that way. Yeah. We used to do them over the phone uh, this whole last year. Yeah. For that COVID. would seem awkward, I think, but. I felt like I was on Rush Limbaugh calling, <laughs> yeah. into, calling into my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Janet, we're super glad to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. Janet is really awesome. I come to her very often with, I don't know what I'm doing questions and she <laughs> answers them. And actually this is one of the topics that, uh, came from one of those conversations with me and her. She is uh, passionate about rolling over 401ks. Would you say that? (laughs) I'm passionate about helping my clients, my prospects, people that I work with, making the best choices for their investment. And rolling over your 401k is usually a good choice to make. So, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's fair to kind of like laugh at the idea of like, you know, the way you pose that question, right? Like who, it's not like we get out of bed in the morning psyched to like help someone, you know, (laughs) oh, we're going to roll over a 401k today. Hooray. (laughs) But it is very satisfying when you feel like you've helped someone that felt unsure, you know, felt like they might be kind of lost, like they didn't quite know what the right move was. And, you know, in their perspective, because it's true, this is a big decision and they feel like this has a lot of ramifications and you get to have a hand. And I I say that that way on purpose, we get to have that hand in helping them do that. So you you do kind of get, that is the best part of this job is you you do get that satisfaction. Be like, I actually got to help someone resolve a problem today Mm -hmm. in a beneficial way. So, um, you know, we, we can laugh at the notion of it, but it really is true, you know, and that it's one of the, I think it's one of the easiest ways that people can help themselves. It's a very simple thing to do. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about how and why, but it's one of the first steps anybody can take that will actually have a really significant impact on your, on your investment success. Mm -hmm. I think. Wow. That's a really awesome intro. Way better than mine was going to be. So not surprising, (laughs) Jared. (laughs) All right. So today um, we're going to talk about why you need to move money out of your 401k to begin with. So Janet, um, what are the reasons why retirees or people nearing retirement might want to think about getting that money out of your 401k, their 401k? Well, for a retiree, you once you leave your company and you're uh, entering retirement stage, generally most people will want to use their investment for income. Uh, some may not, but most people do. And you have a lot more control over it if you move it out into an IRA um, yourself. If you leave it with that company, which you can, um, you know, you can draw down from there. But you have fewer, you have very limited investment options. As you enter retirement, you really want to strategize what's the best investment for you to make sure that your income is going to last the rest of your life. So... 
So there's some strategy there that that it'll be a little bit more difficult for you to work with your company once you're gone. The communication is not as easy for you. Fees may increase if you're no longer working there. And that's another part of leaving it with your 401k. You may have um, more fees than you would have otherwise if you move it to a brokerage firm, manage it yourself, or you could use an advisor to help you with that investment. So those are two very important things. Um, mm-hmm. yep. The other, one other thing, you could convert it to a Roth, and that's something you can't do if you leave it in your 401k. So that's a different strategy I think we may talk about a little later on mm-hmm. as well. If you have several 401ks, maybe you've changed jobs many times, then it's very important that you consolidate those investments and make sure they're all invested in a in a way that will work to meet your needs and your goals. Yeah, because yeah. you're trying to say, or you were telling me earlier that orphan 401ks is kind mm-hmm. of a, mm. so people, I right. guess, forget about their 401ks. Right. And that actually is something if you're not retiring or maybe you're retiring in a year, that's a great time to start consolidating. If you have some some orphan 401ks or some um, maybe you've even forgotten about or, or they're so far back in your mind that that you don't really even remember how they're invested. They may not be invested in the right strategy for you. So right. so it's very important to evaluate your situation and get those invested properly. So. Yeah, I think orphan 401ks are, are, they represent kind of a unique risk because let's say you had a job 20 years ago and you had a 401k there. Well, you may have made your selection for, you know, 35-year-old you or 40-year-old you in terms of what the what the allocation should look like, what investment selections you made. Mm-hmm. Well, 20 years from now, you know, you've left that job, you work somewhere else, you've thus set up a mm-hmm. new 401k that might be set up for 55-year-old right. you. <laughs> and now 65-year-old you is trying to retire and you've got a portfolio that you don't know what it looks like because there's no co- coherent strategy running through all those different mm-hmm. pieces of pie. So if someone said, hey, what's your allocation? What's your mix? You you probably don't have an answer to that question. So right. it's just like anything else. Coherency is better than, you know, discoherency or whatever the word would be that's not coherent, right? Like a bunch of randomness is usually not good, especially if you're aiming for a very specific outcome. If you want right. a specific result, you need to know what the variables are and have those variables aligned. So I completely agree with what Janet said. And I also think too, understanding, you know, she's absolutely right. The fees in a 401k are fairly high. Now, while you're working, you either don't know or don't care because you're matching, right? right the company's right. matching. So let's say that the the plan itself, right? The 401k administrator, they bring in outside advisors on that plan. Let's say they're paying them one and a half percent you don't care because they're matching 5% or 6%. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it eats into your matching a little bit, but ultimately you're still going to take that deal because you're not going to get that matching anywhere else. Even if those fees take that down to four and a half percent, let's say still a good deal. The minute you stop working, bye-bye matching. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden those fees start to become, and for what, right? Even if you left and went to work with a one and a half percent advisor, which I would not recommend, at least with that advisor, you get to call that person and they're going to build you something that is ideally made for you. You're going to get a lot more handholding. Whereas the 401k, exactly to Janet's point, you're going to have a really hard time working with them Mm -hmm. because they're not going to want to talk to you. You're nothing but a liability to them once you're out of the plan. Mm -hmm. So there's no advice, no structure, no, no guidance in that route. You're just kind of on your own. So if Mm -hmm. you want to be on your own and you feel comfortable with that, by all means, go for it. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm but don't pay a one and a half percent for the luxury to do so. 
Right. Exactly. So uh, just to review, so you can no longer, uh, your employer is no longer contributing. Um, they're no longer matching. Uh, it's a narrow, narrower range of investments mm -hmm. that may not be conducive to where you are in life and, and your investment goals. And I guess the fourth one is tax advantages, right? 401ks aren't as tax or not tax advantage in the same way that other accounts can be. Right. Or the fourth one could be you now have control yeah. over it, which could include some some tax strategy that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree. Within the 401k, you just don't have the access to all those different tax advantage strategies that you would if you rolled it into an IRA. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, you guys just correct me. Please. We will. <laughs> I wish we didn't have Adam to so says with glee. I wish we wouldn't have to so often, but you know, it's part of the job. <laughs> Sounds tough. <laughs> it is. Okay. So Ms. Shannon, let's say that I, uh, let's assume that my name is Jared and I'm 61 years old and I'm looking to retire next year. I have 200 K in a 401k and other small monies in various investment accounts. Uh, so let's say I'm going to you for advice. What should I consider first? What's my first step? I actually talk to a lot of people in that situation on a daily basis. The first thing that I talk to someone about is their specific situation. What are your finances like? Um, what is your spending habits? How much of this investment are you going to need for retirement? Do you need any of it? Do you need all of it? Does it need mm -hmm. to last you for your life expectancy? That's important information. Um, of your spending, how much of that is essential? How much of it is desired? Because that determines how we invest it for you. Mm -hmm. Those are questions that we'll have over a conversation or two and try to develop the best strategy for your investment. Then once you do retire, oh, and then we will talk about things that you can be doing between now and then. Perhaps you have some debt. Mm -hmm. We must pay that off if we can. Darn it. Before you retire. Uh, if you can't, then I would probably encourage you to keep working uh, until that's paid off, if you can't. Right. Um, obviously, there's times when, when you can't for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, but those are, are things that we will encourage you to, to work toward. Um, maybe you have bequest motives. That's important information. Um, that we would need to gather. So once we have all that information and we've decided, okay, the best strategy for you is an income investment strategy. Maybe it's a, to continue to grow your wealth for, for various reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Those are different things that we would talk about. And once we've done that, then the process is actually very simple. When you do retire, we would set up an account for you, an IRA account for you to roll it over into. And then the next step is on you. You have to contact the administrator and ask for a direct rollover. These days, you shouldn't have to do an indirect rollover. Most of the time, you can, can make that a direct rollover, meaning that it will move directly from the, the brokerage firm that it's with now into, into mm -hmm. the firm that, that uh, you have opened up the new account with. That avoids any tax issues for you. And once you've done that, then it's ready, ready to invest. So that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's where the real fun starts. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, tell us about the real fun. Yeah, well, from there you get to implement the plan that you've been building along this. You know, during that discussion that Janet's been talking about, you're as the advisor, you're learning about what 
what information do I need to educate kind of the plan that I'm building for this person, right? And then once that rollover process is done, you get to implement that plan and then start monitoring that plan and tweaking that plan. Because, you know, I think, and, and Janet, tell me if this is different for you, but a lot of times, you know, folks will come to us, you know, we'll sit down for a first conversation. And to use your example, you said, you know, let's say you're 62, right? Well, my first question would be, when do you want to retire? Next year. Okay, next year. So can you do that? Right, that would be the first thing to figure out. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, can you responsibly do that next year? Just because you want to doesn't mean that you you can or should. So, that'd be my first question. The second question would be, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's it's just helping people understand the options that are available to them that are available to them whether they work with us or somebody else or not, but they just haven't thought through enough to kind of realize these options are available to them. So. Janet made a great point, right? If you have debt, that's a really important factor going into retirement. So maybe for the next year, right, instead of contributing to your 401k, let's say you've been contributing, you've been mm -hmm. you've been matching, they're matching, right? So if they match 5%, you've maxed out at 5%. Maybe it makes more sense to not match because you only have one more year, right? So what are the odds that the 5% mm -hmm. you're going to put in is really going to do much in the market? You're so close to the finish line probably not going to do much. Maybe it would make more sense to take that 5% matching, turn it down to zero for the next year and try to wipe out debt instead, right? Because that's going to have a better value. It's the opportunity cost of what you do with that 5%. You could put it into your 401k, right? And in most cases, that's what you're going to do. But maybe for some people, it makes more sense to go wipe out debt so that when you mm -hmm. get to that finish line, you're in a much more comfortable position. So it's just about helping people kind of think through all these different options and the best way to get there. But I mean, to your question, I think once you're once you're in the rollover, right, and you're actually retired, that's where the fun starts because you're always going to make tweaks. I think the first one to two years with a newly retired client, it's always interesting because it's different for everybody, but it's never quite exactly what they thought, right? Mm -hmm. They might think, I was making 100K a year, we'll be fine at 60, right? When I'm not working, I'm not going to need need more than 60. Okay, well... Let's, let's go for a year and then we'll see. So we're not going to write that number in, in ink. We're going to write mm -hmm. that in pencil because, and maybe it's lower, maybe it's more, but the experience is always different than what the planned experience was going to be. Our goal and, and what any investor's goal should be is just to have as many of the variables tied down when you start so that any adjustments you have to make are as small as possible, right? You just don't want to have planned for, you know, heading right and then find out you need to head left. Let's be leaning left and then just figure out, you know, any adjustments you need to make along the way. So, and then part of that decision is obviously whether to put it into something like an IRA, IRA or a Roth. So, uh, Adam, would you break down maybe the quick differences between those two? And Sure. So a rollover or traditional IRA, they're the same thing. It's from a tax perspective, they're no different than your 401k has been along the way. So any money that is put into a rollover traditional IRA, mm -hmm. it grows tax-free. Okay. So as long as it's in the account, it's never going to be taxed on growth. Um, so if that hundred turns into 200, that's a free hundred dollars of growth that was not taxed along the way. Um, you get to deduct right, any money, any new money that goes into a rollover traditional IRA. So this is not applying to the rollover of your 401k. In that case, there's no money coming in or out of the account. We're really just renaming the type of account that you have. Okay. But if you continue to contribute, that money would then not be taxed. So okay. let's say you have a rollover IRA and you roll over your 401k into it. Now you've got, to use your example, you've got $200,000 in there. Let's say you do that the year before you retire, okay, because you're trying to get everything ready to go. 
let's say in that year, you add an additional $5,000 to that rollover IRA. That $5,000, you get to subtract from your income for that year. Does that make sense? Know. So it's a tax-free contribution. It's deductible is, okay. is the, the phrase you would use. Now, the trade-off for that is that when you start pulling money out in retirement, it to Janet's point, when you actually start that cash flow, that income stream, all of the funds that come out of a rollover IRA get taxed as income. So you didn't have to pay the toll when you came in. You got to pay the toll when you come out. Now, that may make sense for some. It, it's certainly not a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. It's a characteristic mm -hmm. of the account. Mm -hmm. Whereas a Roth IRA, the main difference, it's still tax-free growth in the account. But on the way coming in, you still got to pay your taxes. So if you put 5000 in in the Roth IRA, you're still paying taxes on that 5000 But the big benefit is you don't pay the toll on the way out. So if right. you put in 5000 and it grows to 20000 over the life of the investment, you just get you just made a $15,000 like income tax free return on that money. So the reason I kind of go through that lengthy explanation is because the main thing to understand with Roth conversions is time. Right. That's the main variable that either makes it worth it or doesn't make it worth it. So it doesn't mean if you're about to retire you can't convert. You certainly can, but it means you need to have identified what expenses, like what is the goal for this Roth money, okay? So typically speaking, and this is a rule of thumb, could be different for anybody, but for most people, if you're approaching retirement, since that's kind of what we're talking about, Roth conversions are super easy to do and they can be really advantageous. But for most people, you need to understand that if you're converting non-Roth to Roth, that converted amount probably needs to kind of season in that Roth account for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. So don't convert money that you're going to be spending like next year or right. five years from now. It needs to be, you know, we're talking 10, 15, 16, 17 years out because that you're paying taxes on that money. So you need time for the market to kind of make that money back for you and then some such that you've broken even, right? If you right. take the money out before you even make your taxes back, you, sh you were better off leaving it in the rollover IRA. So just be aware of that going into it. But that's what people like Janet and I do is kind of help people understand where they are on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can get confusing, huh? It can, but it's, you know, we're, we are so open about and... You know, I hear Janet talk to clients like we are, we own the fact that what we do here is not that complicated. It shouldn't be that <laughs> complicated. Says that. Uh -huh. It shouldn't be that complicated, right? For anybody. I mean, other humans wrote these tax laws, right? They're just humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these weren't written by aliens. We can understand them. We just help people kind of wade their way through it because it can be intimidating if you've never done it before, but we do it every day. It's not scary. It's just a matter of understanding it. So, um, yeah, right. certainly look into Roth conversions. Just understand time is is your biggest helper with a Roth conversion. The more time you have to leave it there, the better off you're going to be. Another good reason to roll over any orphan 401ks you have if you're several years from retirement. Let's get those rolled over and start mm -hmm. converting them for you now Yeah, so Great that point. you have that tax-free bucket when you do retire. Great point. We talk about having different buckets to draw out of when during retirement and a taxable account or a Roth account is a good account to have. I actually worked with a new client recently that's probably about five to seven years away from retirement that is putting 15% of his income into his 401k and they aren't matching at all. So I encouraged him to start 
putting that into a taxable account uh-huh. or a portion of it at least mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that he can build that bucket. And he never really thought about that. It was just easy for him yep. to put it into the 401k. Right. And so now he's he's working on uh, transferring part of that savings to a taxable account so he can he can build that portion of his wealth now. Absolutely. So, did he have some reasoning for doing that for keeping? Because it in? it's easy, convenient. Got take it. it out of my check, uh-huh. put it directly into that. Right. Yep. And also, um, it's still even if they're not matching, you're still going to be able to contribute more. So the main benefit of a four hundred one k is the tax free growth. Uh huh. That's why you do it now. Matching was created as a benefit, as a way for companies to attract uh-huh. to good you. potential mm-hmm. employees, right? To encourage you to work here, we'll match you. Mm-hmm. But that was never the main reason to do it. You're still going to be able to contribute. If Let's say you didn't put anything in a 401k, you'll never get close with, you're capped on a regular IRA. So if you only ever contributed to a regular IRA, you can only get $7,000 a year or 6000 based on your age. A 401k, it's a much higher number. It's some percentage. Uh, but you're going to be able to get a lot more into tax-free growth saving that way, even if they're not matching. So that's why he did it. Okay. But to Janet's point, he was overdoing it. Right. Like you need right. to have diversification. And we'll probably do another episode on talking about, it's a really good point, the, the different buckets of, it, of potential income in retirement. But okay. creating that early on is very helpful. Because there's really, you know, if all you have is that 401k and you roll that over, there's not much we can do to help you from a tax perspective in retirement. Mm-hmm. That's the only bucket you have. It's going to be taxed coming out, whether you convert it, whether you just live on it as an income stream, there's not much we can do. So that's uh, a very insightful point. Very insightful point. Uh, you're really insightful, Janet, yeah. apparently. Occasionally. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to add to why we need to roll it over? Uh, any useful information on that? I think we've hit the highlights. Um, again, this is not, you know, a super complicated topic, but uh-huh. it's it's a really underutilized one that we mm-hmm. see all the time. So that's why we're, we, we, you know, like talk about it because, you know, if someone comes and says, hey, how do I get better tomorrow? Yeah. Go roll over your orphan 401ks. You're better off than you were today, substantially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super easy, not that hard. And, you know, anybody can do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously you can always reach out to us. We, we love getting your all's emails and seeing, you know, it helps us make better episodes, helps us kind of understand, you know, how this information comes across and we can always be better. If you have any more questions, please hit us up and um, I'm sure we'll do more episodes in the future kind of that surround this topic. Yeah. That sums it up. I mean, it's just you taking more control of, of your future, your retirement future. Perfect. That's a good ending. Okay, so on the back half of this episode, we're going to do a quick game and I'm going to test both of y'all's <laughs> knowledge, pitting you Let's head to it. head. I love games. All right. So this is uh, obscure, frequently asked questions about 401k rollovers. <laughs> Hold on. Before we start, Janet, no. on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> rate your level of competitiveness. I know it's much lower than yours, Adam. <laughs> well, I just need to know what I'm up against <laughs> here. True. I, I, true. A, <laughs> I, I can tell you that. I am in a very competitive family. I used yeah. to think I was competitive until my, I married until your my husband, husband raised a couple and of <laughs> my both of my daughters. Yeah. Oh, they did ask for a shout out today. This is my first podcast, so I'm supposed to get <laughs> do a it. Shout, shout them out. Shout them out. Let's hear it. Shout out to Hope <laughs> and shout out to Hannah, my my two amazing daughters. But anyway, they're very competitive. We are a gaming family, and mm-hmm. 
if any of us, I don't quit ever, hardly ever. <laughs> well, Maybe we'll once or twice I've walked away because they've gotten so competitive. I actually have heard tales of these epic like board game nights that you guys have. Right. I'm, I'm slightly insulted that I've days. never gotten the invite, <laughs> but it's probably because they know They're I scared. would just like flip the board over right. if things go poorly for me. But yeah. no, I, I've heard tales of this, so I know what she's saying is absolutely true. Yeah, they've gone uh, gone for days. Some of these games, but uh, days not so much oh, anymore yeah. with a with a three year old around. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. they've been pretty epic. Sounds like a we'll see how this goes. I feel here. like. <laughs> I feel like I have more to lose given I care so much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's see how I do. Let's see how we do. Okay. So I'm going to read the question, Miss Janet, and to buzz in with your answer, if you think you have it correct, uh, you just say your name. So you would say Janet, you would say Adam okay. to buzz in <laughs> instead of making like a weird sound. Okay. You guys ready? Let's go. Can we, can we answer before you finish the question? If we think we know. Yes. With your name. I understand that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you roll over a 401k into an IRA without penalty? Adam. Adam. Yes. Okay. Expand on that if you can. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a simple question. Can you roll over a 401k into an IRA without penalty? Yes. Okay. So there, there is no penalty associated. I'm with looking this. for the trick question. Yeah. I'm thinking this is a trick question. Now, the, I, I think you can do it in ways that would penalize you. Okay. Yes. But the way you ask the question is a simple yes. You can also do it in ways that will not penalize you. If you do it, it so I think what they're going to say, we need to find you a better website to answer these questions. Your, your answers are always super wonky. Bad, I know. So when you roll over, and Janet talked about this, a direct rollover is always preferable. You want to do a direct rollover because it right. takes the liability out of your hands to where even if something does happen, it gets messed up in the in the process. That's not going to fall on you. That will right. fall on the two institutions that botched the transfer. I've never seen that happen in my time here. I, I don't know if Janet has, but very rare. Um, however, if you do an indirect rollover, then what would happen is they would cut a check, the 401k administration company or the brokerage firm where the money is, mm. they would send the proceeds of the account to you via a check for the benefit or made out to the new place, but for the benefit of you as the account holder. And then you take possession of those funds and per the IRS, you have 60 days to then forward those funds into the new IRA in right. order to avoid a penalty, in order for that to become taxable. If you don't, if you go 61 days, all of that money just became taxable. So I'm guessing that's what they're getting at is yes. if you don't do that, it can be taxed. But that is. Yeah. So don't do that, right? Obviously, make sure if you, for whatever reason, have to do an indirect rollover, if you're working with somebody, they should be all over this and should go above and beyond to make sure this doesn't happen. But if you're doing it on your own, be highly, highly aware. I would just tell you the minute you get that check, that should become priority number one on your to-do list until it's done just overnight. to make sure. Yeah. Overnight it, get a tracking number, do whatever you got to do to make sure you get it in there within 60 days. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, this is an FAQ from a, in like a, a, uh, advisor website saying this is the most common questions we get. Sure. So I turned it into a game. So that's why it's. No, I love it. That uh, but a good, that's a good topic to cover. That's exactly their answer. So one point for Adam. One point, Adam. Look at him; he's already celebrating. <laughs> How many questions are there? Uh, looks like there's eight. Okay. Okay. Can I withdraw money? Are you, are you ready, Miss Janet? I'm ready. Okay. Can I withdraw money from or cash out a rollover uh, IRA? Yes, at Janet. <laughs> well done. Well done. 
Okay, Miss Janet. Right. Uh, rollover IRA, yes, you can withdraw money. Now, obviously, you want to be be aware of any tax situations. If you're younger than 59 and a half, there's going to be a penalty to take that out. Um, you're going to pay income tax on anything you take out of an IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to take anything out until you reach uh, age 72 and a half or 72, 72 now. Um, and then obviously you have to take out, start taking your RMDs, required minimum distributions, and we can help with that as well or or uh, mm-hmm. even the brokerage firm, if you're doing it yourself, will help you with that. But uh, but yeah, absolutely. That's exactly correct. One point, Miss Janet. <laughs> yeah. She came into that like more prepared than I was for mine, I feel like. Yeah, she did. That was a better version overall. I got to step it up. Yeah, you do. All right, let's do it. Okay. Question three. Is a rollover IRA a traditional IRA? Adam, yes. They're the same <laughs> thing. No difference. Uh, I, pre- yeah. I, I, I preemptively answered that earlier in the episode. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, Adam, too. Anything else you want to say on that? No, sir. Okay. Okay, question, is this four? Three, yeah, four. Okay, after I create a rollover IRA, can I contribute money to it? Janet, yes. <laughs> correct. Uh, they said the cautions here are contributions to an IRA to limit are limited to six thousand a year. Correct. Or seven thousand. Well, true. If you're above, I should know this off the top of my head. Fifty. Fifty. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was fifty or fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, if you're over fifty, it's called a catch-up contribution. You can contribute up to seven thousand. Okay. Anything else? No. Are we two-two? We're oh, two-two. Or are we three-one? It's two-two. Coming down the stretch. Question number five. Does my rollover count as a contribution? Janet, no. <laughs> no, Correct. you've already, this is money you've already contributed to a plan. So it's, we're just transferring it from one institution to another. And it has a different name. It's no longer under the administration of a 401k. So yep. you said that word for word, pretty much. Exactly right. <laughs> okay, we're down to the final three. All right, number six. Is there a limit on the money? I'm sorry. Is there a limit on the amount of money I can roll over to an IRA? Adam, no. <laughs> all of it. Every last dollar if you want to. And all of them. All of your 401k. That's oh, right. Good point. <laughs> That's right. Good point. This says, but then again, okay, no, but again, you need to abide by your normal annual contribution limits for future contributions to your IRA. True. Yep. So I, I, let's just make a big, bright, like, uh-huh. highlight on this point. A rollover and I know it's confusing because we're using the term rollover for both the account type and the action. Uh-huh. So let's use the word traditional IRA for the account and rollover for the action of moving from a 401k to the traditional IRA. Good point. Yeah. A rollover is not a contribution. Ever. Right. So if you're rolling money into an IRA, it is not a contribution ever. So you'll not be taxed on it. As Janet said, we're just kind of think about like the title of the account on a sheet of paper. We're just erasing the word 401k and titling it IRA. That's all we're doing. So there's no money in and out of the account. And that's where you need to be highly aware. Anytime you're dealing with an IRA, just know to yourself, if there's money going into the account or coming out of the account, make sure you're aware of the rules surrounding that. Because there's usually some stipulation that dictates how that should work. Well said. Mm-hmm. What's our score? Is it, He's uh, ahead by one. There we go. I don't is know it, the score. Is it, it's four, four three. Is this the last question? This is second to last. Okay. Okay. 
Is it four three? It's tied up then. No, because you got two in a row, so it's three three right now. Three three. Yep. Oh, buddy. Okay. All right. Second to last question. Can I have? You guys ready? Let's go. Okay. Can I have more than one rollover IRA? Janet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, as advisors, this is just headache city. <laughs> right. Consolidation is is good. It's very, very good. But if you can, yes, you can have multiple IRAs, you can have multiple investments, you can have multiple advisory firms. <laughs> yeah, you can do anything you want. Right. What I would kind of pencil in there is, but there's no inherent benefit to doing so. You can have 15 IRAs, but if you hold the Vanguard 500 fund and all 15 of those IRAs, guess how diversified you are? Yeah. You're not. You're still in the same fund in all those IRAs. So I think sometimes people confuse just a smattering of accounts with multiple eggs in multiple baskets, and that's just a fundamental misunderstanding. So there might be valid reasons to have a handful of IRAs, but typically the fewer the better. Right. As Perfect. a rule of thumb. Okay, so it's 4-3, Miss Janet. And I'm, well, yeah, this is the I last mean, question, so. I'm going to have to try to save my good name. I'll have to make up my, <laughs> okay, save my good name. Okay. All right, y'all ready for the very last question? Let's do it. This has a long answer, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is a rollover IRA the same as a 401k? Adam. Adam. For the no, win. it is not. It doesn't actually. It's okay. So this is how it starts. It says, generally, you set up a rollover IRA so that you can move money from a 401k without paying income tax when you move the money. So I'm, I'm trying to get to the answer here. Uh, if you were simply to withdraw the money from your 401k rather than roll it over, you'd owe income tax and probably an early withdrawal penalty. You guys have already talked about this. Okay, I'm just going to try to read through this really quick and see if it says yes or no. It doesn't actually say yes or no. <laughs> a rollover IRA lets you move the money out of a 401k without sacrificing the benefit of delaying your tax bill until retirement. A 401k rollover, we've already been through all of this, haven't we? Both types of accounts actually offer pre-tax savings. So this is going into the difference between a 401k, mm -hmm. like from a tax perspective. Congratulations, listeners. You have found yourself in a scenario where you're getting to listen to Jared Herzog himself. <laughs> Just Talking. dictate a website to you. And <laughs> if you're wondering how you got here, you're not alone. <laughs> I am also wondering how I got here. You guys are so welcome for this <laughs> information. I know. So, so in short, what's that answer? Um, it is not correct. Just kind of the whole, you know, yeah, topic of this episode. They have important differences that you mm -hmm. should be aware of if you're going to interact with them. Four one Ks are great if you're still working. Yep, is really the general consensus for most people. Yep. You they really were created don't want to leave that. it there if you're not working at that job any longer or unless, I mean, if it's a great investment, it's got great returns and you're happy with it, you know, fine. But uh, yeah, but even then you could do better. That's the whole point. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. about any investment you have in a 401k. You can get something or something pretty darn close to it, as close as being identical as you could probably get outside of it. So even if you love it, great, go replicate it and reduce your fees, get more freedom, all of those things. That's a good point. So good the point. 401k, it was designed to be an employee benefit. Right. If you're not an employee, get out of there. You're not better. Get yeah. out of there. Right. Anything else, you guys? Smart smart cookies? Adam, what do you want for your prize since you won five to three? We, we tied. Oh, did you tie? <laughs> yep. Tied 4-4. Four, four. So we'll have a grudge match at some point. Okay. You guys want arm wrestle or something? Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, 
Come on. I'll bring a board game in. Okay. I have. I can only lose that situation. There is no winning an arm wrestle between me and Janet for me. So I'll pass. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for your time, energy, and intelligence. We'll talk to you guys next time. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Miss Janet. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.